Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Episode 23. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We are starting kind of a fun series. I know. I'm excited about this. It's called I Quit. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it was inspired by spring and like spring cleaning. Yeah, and spring cleaning and you're cleaning stuff out, yeah. like things you want to get rid of. Yep. And I'm so- about to do that in my closet. Oh, thank goodness. I need to do it too. <laughs> or do you, you have to like approve everything I throw out? Actually, no. it'd be the other way. You want to approve things I keep. Yeah. Or no, no, I just. I have shirts in there I wore like 12 years ago. <laughs> I know. Seriously. It's like the really bad plaid with the pearl buttons, you know, that I, snap. I had a phase. What was that store called? Buckle. But I had a buckle phase. And that's okay for all of you who like buckle, but it was. It's a very old buckle style that was just not pretty. But yeah, so I quit spring cleaning for the soul. And today we're going to talk about... Uh, Comparison, which I'm super excited about. But yeah, I quit. I feel like everybody's always telling us things we need to do. We're going to tell you some things that you can quit that will just kind of, like you you. said, spring cleaning for the soul. I like that. So we're going to talk about comparison today, which I think is uh, deadly for a lot of people. Super relevant. At least for me. Yep. But before we get into that, you have some big news. Yeah. We found out this week. So um, we found out officially the gender of baby Wilson. Um, and you have three boys already, right? Yep. And so, you know, of so course. So I felt boy. You felt boy. I felt boy just because of odds. <laughs> like you made three boys before. So yeah. I just figured. Yeah. Um, and we have a girl. I'm so excited. What is going on? I know. Of course, we would have been so grateful for anything. Oh, yeah. Just a healthy baby. Um, sure. But selfishly, like the the inside of me is so excited for you to experience a girl. I, know. For the first I am time. too. Like it's a whole like my mind has just been crazy the past you know 48 hours thinking about it. this is the first moment i had a pink sweatshirt on for like the past <laughs> two, two days, days. <laughs> I, I know. i'm super excited i can't wait and the boys are so excited it's a girl's will and yeah um they're coming they're up with all kinds of girl names and protection to do yeah oh, no man. it's it's fun so we're really excited bring on the pink um, i feel sorry for her can you imagine when she's dating oh i know like to have three older brothers and me. <laughs> You're going to be a softie, though. I just know it. Yeah. She's going to have you wrapped around her finger in no time. Yeah. But yeah. Will. So super, super fun news for us. Um, you follow us on social media. You saw all the announcements and stuff. But yeah, we're pumped. And we're going to put the video up on YouTube? Yeah, the video's up on YouTube. So oh, check good. it out. We we did it like COVID style reveal. We It was just us two yeah. and we videoed it. And so it was quite the response. But anyways, yeah, check that out on our YouTube channel if you want to see that. But um, yeah, we're pumped. Yeah. Yay. Yay. I, I love it. All right. So you, you ready to jump into this yeah, yeah, yeah. spring cleaning? I was thinking about this this week. I've talked about this before, I don't think on the podcast, but you know how when you're like sweeping something and you're if you're using a, like a dustpan, and you're trying to sweep up a little mess, like if it's like just small particles or dust in your house, yeah. And uh, how you have to keep moving the pan back, so horrible, yeah. And there's always and that, you never that get that it. little line there, right? <laughs> and it's so frustrating. You can never get that little line to get into the pan, yeah. And so that's when generally, at least what I do is we have lots of little rugs around here, so I just take the broom and I sweep it under. Do the you rug. really? Yes, but I've named that line. Sorry, I had confessed that now, but I named that line. That line, it's called. Frust. It's a combination of the word dust and frustration. <laughs> frust. It's frust. Frust okay. is that line of dust that you can't get into the dust pan. 
Okay. Right when you're cleaning. And so that's what I want to talk about when we talk about I quit spring cleaning for the soul. I want to talk about for us. I'm going to talk about that. It's like those pesty little things in our life that seem to be, always be around and sweeping it under the carpet is not the best way to handle it. So how do we really like confront it and uh, diminish it in our life? Besides a vacuum. Well, that would be one way. <laughs> I just knew we were going to get comments on that. So, yes, that we do have vacuums way. in this home, but apparently we're sweeping things under the rug. No, I get it. Okay, yeah. that's good. So, anyway, well, I'm talking a little bit about comparison, which really comes from the root of envy. So, I'm going to use the word envy and comparison a lot in the same sense. Although, there's a, there can be a healthy comparison, but for most of us, most of our comparison is unhealthy. Yeah. And it it's, comes from this idea of envy. And I don't know if you've ever wondered about, like, where envy comes from, but it turns out, like, our animal brains are just kind of hardwired for fairness and equality. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we don't live in a world that's full of fairness and equality. Right. It's not a fair and equal world. Um, there's a book called The Book of Joy, and they have this example in this book. It's kind of an old illustration, but um, it talks about how even monkeys get jealous of each other. <laughs> and I, I love this. Um, it, it talks about uh, two monkeys were given a reward for like performing a simple task. So it's like picking up a rock, and then they had to give the rock to the researcher, and they get a reward. So one monkey gets a cucumber slice every time he performs a task, and he's like happy with that. Like he is happy to perform his rock-giving task over and over to receive a slice of cucumber, right? It's a big deal. But then the same monkey sees another monkey performing the same task, but he's rewarded not with a slice of cucumber, but actually with a grape. And apparently in the world of monkeys, a grape is perceived as a much more awesome reward than a slice of cucumber. Okay. Which it would be in my life, too. Yeah. You get a cucumber a day, though. I do like cucumbers, <laughs> but I like grapes more. They're sweeter. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay, I get it. So anyway, so uh, when the cucumber monkey sees a researcher rewarding right uh, his friend with the grape, he again performs his usual rock-giving task with even more enthusiasm, expecting to get like a juicy grape for his efforts. But nope, he gets to slice a cucumber that he had always been given. And it's really interesting. They say that, I mean, the, the, the monkey kind of goes like, just freaks out. He's like, you know, what the heck? Why, why do I get a cucumber when my friend who's a few feet away yeah. gets a juicy grape? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's not that different than all of us no yeah like that that's the reality for all of us we're fine with something for a while but then we see somebody else getting something else we're like hey wait i i should get that mm-hmm. right i should get the grape instead mm-hmm. of the cucumber and i think it's important to understand this just kind of goes back we're kind of wired for this to want to compare to want to be envious to want to get jealous when we see somebody else getting something that we wish we had and what is so devastating about envy that we have to realize is that envy breeds in proximity. This is why comparing ourselves to one another, it it not only diminishes your ability to have like deep satisfaction, it also diminishes 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 your ability to have intimacy with other people yeah it breathes in proximity it's why we don't compare our homes to the mansions on the other side of town you're going to compare your home to the other homes on your street all right right that's the way it works um you know we don't compare our wealth to bill gates's wealth 
right. we compare our wealth to the friends that we hung out with last Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way it works. This is why it's so dangerous to the concept of community. And so the danger of comparison is no matter who you do it with, eventually there's always someone who's prettier, smarter, faster, more popular, and more gifted. That's just the way that it works. Yeah. Do, do you remember, like, in your life, one of the first times you remember, like, comparing yourself to somebody else? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm, I was probably way earlier than this memory, but I just remember in, I played soccer competitively for most of my life. And um, early on, yeah, like, you, you're you competing to make teams, yeah. right? And so those are the moments that stuck with me a lot is either you didn't make the team or your friend didn't make the team mm. or, you know, you, it's a, in, in youth, it's like there's five levels and right, you right. may have made the second highest level. And I played with girls older than I was. Right. And so I didn't make the top level one year and I was like, what? Like, are you kidding? Do you know how much work I put in? I'm so much better than that girl yeah, that yeah. got center mid. And, you know, I should have been happy that I, had, you know, achieved four levels higher than someone who made that first team. But yeah, so it was probably soccer. What about you? Yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I mean, early on, I mean, from like elementary school. Yeah. I can remember, remember comparing myself to being envious of somebody who was taller, somebody that was no. faster. That was everybody, right? No, I, no, I really can't. I can, I just can remember it being real early on. Well, it shows you how innate that is, even with yeah. that research with the monkeys who were, have, you know, comparatively simple minds. Um, it just shows you that comparison is innate. It's part yeah. of like kind of what we're used to and how when we're little, we see reward systems and yep. it's how you, you start your comparison. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how we kind of combat it. And I, I don't, I'll say on the front end, I don't think comparison is like a to do list item that you can just cross off and say, Ooh, I mastered that. Yeah. I think it takes constant awareness. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the things I want to talk about are things that will help you lead to a greater awareness. Yeah. So these are, I'll give you five things that I think will be helpful. None of these are things that you can just probably cross off the list and say, Ooh, I mastered that. Yeah. But these are five things that I think will help. So the first one is this, don't use social media as a measurement tool. Um, social media, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it can be absolutely exhausting because it's so easy to say, you know, I, you know, I wish I just didn't know where everybody went on vacation. I wish I didn't know where everybody went out on Friday night. And I wish I didn't know everything that everyone had accomplished before 10 a.m. <laughs> and it, just watching social media can make you tired from feeling like you're not keeping up, right? Mm-hmm. Social media is to envy what gasoline is to fire. Um, and for years, I had this habit of waking up in the morning, and the very first thing I would do, a long time ago, was Twitter. I'd jump on Twitter. Then Instagram comes along. very first thing I'd do in the morning was get on Instagram. And this was a horrible way to start the day, because before I'd even get out of bed, I'd see a colleague who'd release a new ebook, two friends who were doing a collaborative project together, uh, another friend who had run 6.2 miles in like 30 minutes, <laughs> right? All of this while I'm still in my pajamas in bed, mm-hmm. right? And now, am I really falling behind? Is like anyone really keeping score? Did any of these people create these updates to make me feel bad about myself? Of course not. At the same time, though, if you're not careful, it's terribly easy to view social media as this constant reminder of all the stuff I'm not doing, all the things I'm not fulfilling, all the rooms that we failed to decorate in a Pinterest-worthy manner. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I, I often think about like, decades ago, not decades, maybe let's just say 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, 
we didn't have access to that. Like yeah. you couldn't just in your phone, see everyone's world and every, what, what highlights people are like putting out there. And man, I just feel like what a blissful kind of ignorance that was not ignorance. That's not the right word, but just lack of awareness or lack of exposure. Now we're just saturated with it. So yeah. And I'll say this. I don't think it's a social media problem. I think it's a comparison problem. And so you have to enjoy social media for what it is. is. It's not reality. It is a highlight reel. We talk about this all the time. And this, this is, you know, sometimes uh, I had this happen recently. This girl was so upset that I wouldn't follow her. And, I, you know, I, I'll say this. Most of the people I follow on social media, it's a personal choice. Most of them, I know them personally. Right. And, and one of the reasons I do that is because I'm fully aware. That's their highlight reel. So when I see that couple I know holding hands, riding bikes into the sunset, talking about how deeply they love each other, it's not that I don't believe them. I actually, I believe yeah. them, but I don't assume, oh my gosh, that is their life all the time. Because mm-hmm. I was with them last weekend when they were at each other's throats <laughs> and they didn't want to be around each other, right? Yeah. So it, it helps me. You kinda, just limit the amount that you consume. Yes. And it helps me understand. It's a highlight reel. So it's not that people are being inauthentic. They're just choosing to tend to put the the best moments of their life. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just, I think that's, that's important. So, you got to be careful with that, yeah. right? Yep. See it for what it is. Number two, uh, systematic gratitude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Go I, ahead. Go ahead. I love you for this. You are such a champion of gratitude. I'm not giving up on it. I'm going to be the biggest champion it's good. of gratitude. No, it's there a is. good thing. And it's incredibly helpful here, right? Starting my morning off with the gratitude journal keeps me focused you know, throughout my day on what I have, not what I wish I I could get. Mm -hmm. It just does. And so the more time you take to appreciate the house that you live in, the less your friend's house who has one more bedroom than you is going to bother you. Right. It's that easy. Get grateful for what you already have and you'll dwell a heck of a lot less on what you don't have. Mm Mm-hmm. And you got to find a systematic way to do that. Yeah, it has to be intentional. We've said that a hundred times. I feel like it's just something you have to put into practice. Um, and I'm guilty of not putting that into practice as often as you do nearly. Um, but yeah, it's something you just have to like force in a very like tangible way. Because yep. you're not going to like fall into gratitude, I don't no. think. Unless you're just having a really good day. But otherwise, like having it be systematic is the only way that really changes your I, life. I promise you there will be a direct correlation. Higher sense of gratitude, the less you're going to compare and be envious. The lower your sense of gratitude, the more you will compare and the more you'll be envious. That's good. Okay. Number three. Third thing, choose admiration over envy. I like this one. This is interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. there's a very fine line. Admiration and envy are very similar. Um, in fact, they're both responses that kind of help you get a better idea of what you actually value in life. Yeah. Right? When you admire somebody or you're envious with somebody, it lets you know what you value. And when we become aware of what we value, we're much better positioned to create a life that's richly satisfying to us. Um, and envy, envy is easier because envy doesn't require you to really ask any questions. Envy is kind of like blame. You blame them for like mm-hmm. being so well off. If you admire somebody, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a shift because then it allows you to start asking some internal questions. So here's what I'd say. Pick two or three people you really admire and then ask these questions. What do they have that I wish I had? It's an honest question, right? What do I admire about that person? What qualities about them do I admire? Uh, what have they done to get where they are today? 
this takes us back to something you would say all the time. Don't compare your rough draft with their finished product, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what qualities in them really inspire me? Uh, how might my expression of those qualities differ mm-hmm. right, from theirs? How can I learn from my desire to embody these qualities more fully? See, these are all questions that lead internally. Yeah, and I think you know that you said ask this, these questions about people that you admire, I think you can also turn that and say, I'm going to ask these questions about the people that I envy and see if that doesn't change you from envying to admiring. Exactly. That's my point. I think you're exactly right. That's exactly what will happen. That's the shift that'll take place. So I think you're spot on with that. And because when we reflect on those questions, we shift immediately out of the comparison mode and we turn inward to face again. Why is it that I value those things? And how is it that I could actually accomplish the things that I value? Yeah, exactly. No, I think that in my head, I think, where do I probably envy the most right now in life? And I think it's, it's probably around the things that we do together with like producing things like podcasts or courses or whatever it is. And it's easy to be like, wait, how did that person get on the top? 25 list this week. I've never even heard of that, you know? And it's like, wait, Jordan, look at what they're doing. Are they doing things that you're not doing? Right. You know, there's just so much there's, it's very easy to do, but when you do kind of flip that switch, you immediately go into a learning mode. That's right. And that's, and that's good. Like, I love that because what you just explained is that simple shift from envy to admiration. Now you're looking inward you know, you're not looking at them. You're not blaming them. You're not saying they just fell into that. Mm-hmm. You're you're really looking inward, and uh, you're looking at how you can grow yourself. Yeah. So I love that. All right, fourth thing: um, allow comparison to become celebration. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is this is be out of the box for some of you, but your friends' accomplishments should be the cause for celebration not bitterness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because again, let's go back to this idea. Envy breeds in proximity. So the quickest way I think to begin to dissipate envy in your life is you have to find a way to celebrate the people who are closest to you. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to be, that's going to be the quickest way. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a uh, kind of a Buddhist practice. At least it kind of gets tracked back to them. It's called Mudita. I hope I'm saying that right. I think Mudita. Mudita, so. yeah. Say it fast and nobody will know. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of this way of expressing what it means is sympathetic joy. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. Think about that. Sympathetic joy. That's cool. And so you have this sympathetic joy for others when they achieve something great or they attain something desirable, even if you haven't experienced it for yourself. So the Buddhists, they, they go even as far as saying that you know, they describe Mudita as the antidote to envy. Uh, but it's really just this mentality that understands that a blessing for one person is actually a blessing for all of us because the happiness of one person can actually better everybody around them. Hmm. I, and I love this idea. That's it's kind cool. of a new idea for me, but I, I, I love this. And it reminds me of Jordan. What do I do when I hear about somebody who's on vacation? Oh, you get just as excited as if you were going on vacation. I do. I really do get excited. He just asks all the questions. It's a lot of times when you're leading your teams or something, and it's like, oh my gosh. And then you'll get off the call and be like, Susan is going on vacation. Da, 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 da. And you know, it's so easy to just be like, man, I'm stuck into my work. I'm not the one going on vacation, but you just, you love it. It's sympathetic joy. I wrote in my gratitude journal, this was like two weeks ago, my sister and her family, they were in Disney. And so mm-hmm. I was getting lots of 
pictures and updates from them. And I just wrote in my gratitude journal how grateful I was that they were at Disney. Yeah. And genuinely, that, yeah. I love that for them. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's this idea of sympathetic joy. That's cool. If someone's enjoying something that you wish you were enjoying, or somebody has something that you wish you had, they get a promotion at work that you wish you would get a promotion at work, just practice saying this. Good for him. Yeah. Good Genuinely, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, good for them. Like, it's recognizing that life is not a zero-sum game. That there's not just like one slice of the pie in which someone else taking like their slice of the pie means that we get less of the pie. Yeah. It's not the way life works. Mm-hmm. So why don't we throw encouragement around like confetti, right? Let's let's throw encouragement around like confetti and you'll watch the envy and the comparison dissipate. Yep. Because it's really hard for you to be envious of someone that you're always encouraging and celebrating. So true. That's so true. I love that. So it's almost, it's almost as intentional. It almost needs to be as intentional as implementing gratitude. You know, it's like yeah. a practice. It's a, yep. it, it might start very mechanical and like, and feel f- a little yourself, fake, feel fake maybe. Yeah. And, but I think it, once you get that machine running your brain, just, I think would start to operate like that. That's yeah. really cool. I love it. All right. Fifth one. Final one. Uh, you got to get comfortable with who you are. And I'll say on the front end, this one's probably the most important one, but it's also the most difficult one. And we kind of referenced this a little bit in um, episode one of Haters Gonna Hate. Mm -hmm. We talked about learning to love yourself uh, because I I think it's so so key. And we talked about people who love themselves don't live to hurt other people. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you're not going to, you know inadvertently hurt somebody along sure. the way but i mean you don't you don't live to hurt other people people who love themselves also don't constantly compare themselves mm. to other people in a destructive way yeah ultimately envy and unhealthy comparison devalue my self-worth right it denies really the uniqueness that god made yeah. me when he created me and defeats the constructive transformation that's happening mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. There's this phrase that I've used for a long time, and I think it's so important. Every time God creates, He does so with intention. Think about that. Every time that God creates, He does so with intention. There's nothing about you, in other words, that's an accident. And I think for a whole lot of my life, I've played this mental game that's been very destructive. I call it the I wish game, Mm -hmm. right? I wish that I could lead like, so-and-so fill in the blank right i wish that i could speak like so-and-so uh, i wish that i could host a podcast like so-and-so mm-hmm. i wish i was creative like blank and that game is just unbelievably destructive yeah. constantly comparing yourself to somebody else and so just do yourself a favor don't play that game get comfortable with who you are primarily we envy because we look outside of ourselves to feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you have to look outside of yourself to feel good about yourself, right? You constantly have to compare yourself to other people. Yep. And it's a game that you're going to lose. And I just think the fact is that our creator longs for us to become truly content with how he chose to make us and content with whatever it is that he chose to give us. Yeah. I I think it's really important. Um there's one thing that you're better at than any other person, and that's just being you. And yet so many people, are, they're not Neglect content with that. being. They yeah. want to be somebody else, right? It's the only game that you can really win mm-hmm. is just being you because nobody else can do that. Yeah. And gradually, this has been a long journey for me, but gradually I feel like I'm accepting with joy who I am and equally who I'm not. 
I'm learning to look a little bit less to the left and to the right at, oh, uh, what's that guy like? Oh, what's she like? Ooh, could I do this? Ooh, could I be like them? And I'm starting to become, and I'm ashamed it's taken me this long, but I'm finally at this place where I'm really content with who God created me to be and the gifts that He's given me and exploring those. And I want to do better with them, right? I want to be a good steward of everything He's given me and everything that I am. I got a lot of room for growth there, but I'm really I'm really content with that of yeah. just understanding that I'm enough. Yeah. It really boils down to self-love end of the day. You know, yeah. all those five points, all, if you just narrow them down, really just kind of boil down to if you love yourself and kind of are surrounded by that, it's much easier to kind of live that life of an open person. But you know, you're, as you're talking this whole time, comparison is something that um, you can forget you're even doing. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that you that are very present. You're like, oh, I'm really bad about that, or I'm really bad about this. I spend too much time doing that. But comparison is a very subconscious thing, I think. Um, and also, very interestingly, something that you don't grow out of by achievement. Um, yeah. You yep. know, it's it, in the same way that a lot of us don't even realize we're doing it. It applies to everybody you think you know if i just compared myself to her and if i could just do that or if i could make money like him if i could in all the research and studies it does not show that it goes away yeah no you know your comparison leads you nowhere it leads you nowhere it only kind of you know empties you of your potential in the current so i don't know i just think it's such a good and you know i just had this thought when you were talking that i don't know why i didn't put this together earlier when we i was working on this but if you want to know if you really have a problem with comparison, look at how critical you are of other people. Because for most of us, we're not brave enough to just say to our friends, oh, you know what? I'm really envious of so-and-so, <laughs> right? Okay. No, so what do we do? It's always, it's, it's, it's couched in or camouflaged by criticism. Mm-hmm. So you're, what you're going to do is you're going to talk bad about that person because mm-hmm. Ultimately, inside, what it is is you're envious of them. Yeah. You can't admit that, so you're going to be critical of them and try to tear them down. Yeah. But the reality is there's actually something going on in their life that you want. Right, which we're all guilty of. All Every of single one of us are guilty of. of I can think of this week I said something, and I was like, that oh, wasn't very nice. But yeah, it probably boils down to like, oh, I just wish I was able to be in amazing shape like that person right Absolutely. now and I'm pregnant and blah, blah, you know, like yep. it's just, yeah, that's good. But I that's like a it. good indicator. Look at that. You're being critical. Yeah. It's actually probably not, don't, don't say to yourself, I need to be less critical. Say to yourself, I gotta, I gotta look at these five things we just talked about when it comes to comparing. And I think that'll help you become less critical. Yeah. I love it. So it's good anyway. stuff. I think Thank that's you. super relevant. Is it a good talk? Yeah, it's a good talk. And I think <laughs> it's something, this is one that I need reminding of constantly because it is just kind of a present thing. Um, Share this with your friends. Please rate, subscribe. Um, That helps us a lot. We really, really appreciate it. It makes a big difference. I was telling somebody that this week. I was like, please. They were like, I love the podcast. I was like, have you left a a review yet? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, please do it. It makes a big (laughs) difference. It does. Yeah. So we are so grateful for our tribe, of our good talk listeners. You guys are amazing. We love you. Um, And we're just super grateful for you and everything that you do to kind of help spread the word about this. So. Yep. Until we talk to you again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace.